0: Hey everyone, thanks for joining us back on the Economy podcast. Um, I'm Pip. And I'm Tara on week two. Uh, week two. So we just had our week two brunch. It went really well. It was vegetarian week or vegetable week vegetable as, we call week, it, as yeah. we're calling it. Um, Not
1: everyone was vegetarian, but they all ate vegetarian food. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was really good though. I thought it went down really well. It was the really guests fun. Were, we were amazing. Our, we were in our
1: groove a bit more, I think.
0: Yeah, I think we learned a lot from week one, not only about like the podcast and the conversation that we wanted to have, but just also like everything just went a lot more smoothly, didn't it? Like getting the food out and
1: food. I just felt it was second, the first time was the first time I've ever cooked in your kitchen to start with. I know. Yeah. So second time was a breeze in comparison. Yeah, you get used to everything, don't you? And I felt a
0: lot more comfortable as well, like chatting to everyone. When everyone everyone arrived, we weren't
1: nervous about whether they get on or not. Yeah.
0: Well, because the whole idea is that we want to have fun and like have great conversation and like just have a good chat. But wow, was it hot? Oh my God, it was roasting. Thank God we had fans. (laughs) Yeah. Trust us to throw a brunch on a heat wave. Like, what even was that about?
1: It's very muggy.
0: Oh my God.
1: Everyone was sweating. On the seats.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially after all our chatting. There was nothing wrong with sweating there, was there? Not no. at all. No. Um, but so the topic of conversation was we had sustainability and activism, we had some pretty epic guests. And they boy, were could they talk. I think we recorded <laughs> for like an hour and 20 minutes.
1: And you kept being like, right, I think we should wrap this up now. And it just kept going. Just
0: kept going. So it's so long that we're going to have to split the podcast into two. Which is um, fun. Yeah, which is great, which means that we can just roll them out one week after another. We thought
1: that, um, you know, originally, okay, let's edit it so that it's smaller. But actually, there's so much great stuff in it. Why? why? Yeah, why
0: don't edit out the good stuff? Um, so, we're going to do the first half on sustainability, um, and we're going to talk about um, farming um, and vegetable farming. Um, and then the second half, uh, the vegetable farming and also um, fast fashion and clothing. Um, and then the second half, we're going to talk about more activism and like kindness as currency, um, that kind of vibe. But before we kick into that, Tara, why don't you tell us what um, food you made? So it was really exciting cooking veg-
1: vegetarian food um, because often, you know, people struggle and go, oh, we're we going to do without the meat. Um, so this week we started off again with the Bloody Mary terrine, but it is set with agar agar rather than gelatin. So it's using seaweed rather than pork. Yeah. Um, Everyone on the starter again, option to pull vodka on it or not. I think everyone did this week. I
0: think everyone, put, everyone went straight in. Yeah, straight in. I think Ben, even, body. Put, ben no, guests, even put two shots in. He yeah. was like, can I have a double? <laughs> Great. And so I think
1: that was a success. It's now becoming, hopefully, a signature of our brunches. Yeah, I think so. And then the main, I wanted to keep with the colourful theme. So I started by thinking, how can I dye my bread what can I use to dye different things, different colours, make it really fun. So I started off with using turmeric to dye um, bread. So I made these pal bundles, which is an Indian street food snack, um, which is slightly sweet. It's a bit like an Indian brioche. So that was the bread. So and then I just tasty. filled it with many different colourful toppings and chutneys and mayos. And um, I did a tamarind and black mustard seed mayonnaise, a pink beetroot writer with a little diced up cucumber a mint, um, which is also called a padina, chutney, using the mint from Audacious Veg. Yeah. And then all the... I used courgettes, cucumbers, broccoli, and the eggs from Bulk Market, which we spoke about last time, which is the great
0: shop, which is no, has yeah, no packaging. Hattie Central. Yeah, Central. really great. Um, and we saw the flowers from Auda- Audacious Veg. flowers from Audacious Veg. She's amazing. You've learned all about Audacious Veg in this podcast, because yeah. she was one of our guests. And- so interesting about... Oh well, my god, what I, Sinead, she is so knowledgeable yeah. about soil plants. And we how like we can eat the flowers. Like, you will hear it blew our mind. Like literally blew our mind. Um but what oh my god, can we just talk about that homemade bombay mix? Oh uh, yeah. So, I want to eat that all the time. I've
1: been thinking about it all day. When I can you just think, think about a dish, I think there's gotta be something hot, cold, crunchy, squishy. Uh, sour, a bit of everything. Other, that's what I think is the bliss in a mouthful. Do you know what I mean? When you get it and you just yeah, go, yeah. So I was thinking I need to have some, some crunch. And as it was sort of Indian vibes, I thought about Bombay mix, but mm. wanted to make my own. And it's really cool. You drop the batter for the pakora mix through a spoon with holes in it and they drop in little droplets like rain into the to the oil and you get these tiny little crunchy bits that you then oh my God. toss in chat masala, and you basically made your own little spicy nuts I
0: mean not I just nuts. don't know how you do it but it smells delicious I'm in awe at your cooking like, absolutely it's in really awe. fun yeah it was tasty um and of course it all came with the economy pink egg
1: yeah they're back they're back love them using Pip's grandmother's egg
0: slicer egg slicer love it um so yes, that's the food that we ate, and everyone was really excited about it. And I think like the main consensus was that you can make vegetarian food fun. I think a lot of people think that, like vegetarians, vegans, like what do you eat? And you know you can make vegetarian food really fun. And I but also exactly think... what you did, and you brought the color, and it was like fucking epic. I also think often I've done
1: it myself. Whenever I've cooking a meal, and I oh we need a vegetarian option very e like tempting to give them lots of cheese, which I love cheese, don't get Yeah, me we wrong, had no but cheese. But just do like a big slab, you know, what they were already having, but take away the meat and give them a massive slice of halloumi or something like that, you Yeah, know? it because you're trying to give them something. No. But you um, just made vegetables fun. It was cool. We did lots of different things with them. We did broccoli tiki, which is a sort of Indian street food snack, which is a patty with potato, and courgette pakoras, which is basically like deep fried bits of
0: courgette. I mean, who does not want deep-fried food? Yeah. And when it's courgette... It was like chips I mean, and a burger. you get deep-fried health? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we just start talking about food more and more, and blab on, um, let's kick into the brunch. So, again, the guys are going to introduce themselves, the guys and gals, because we have both sexes this week, um, and... Yeah, let's just kick off in sustainability.
2: Hi, my name is Kirsty Nicole Hadley and I am the founder of Girl Power Gang.
3: Hi, I'm Tara. I used to run Tara Starlet, the pin-up fashion label. And now um, I work for Moody Month, which is a women's health app.
4: My name is Ben Hurst. Um, I work as the head of facilitation and training at the Good Lad Initiative.
5: Hi, my name is Gina Martin. I'm a writer and activist. I'm probably best known for making Upskirting Illegal.
6: Hey, my name is Sinead and I am a farmer at Audacious Veg.
0: Um, Sinead can you talk us through how like your because your brand so amazing like Audacious Veg you like are really sustainable and you're like really fighting to like have a better food system. Can you talk us how you do that and then we can discuss that.
6: Yeah grand. Um, so kind of at the base of everything that we do at Audacious Veg is about kind of I suppose like long term planning and how mm. do we actually changed the food system that we've got so we've got a food system that's really like broken in terms Mm -hmm. of so many different angles from like environmentally economically and socially Mm -hmm. and i suppose that's one of the things or the three of the things that we're trying to tackle at audacious Veggies. how do we run a business that does environmental good but also does social good by getting people involved with food opening up kind of what food could be to people and getting Mm -hmm. kind of suppose trying to overcome some of the issues about food accessibility Um, and then economically as well is you know how do we one pay ourselves a a fair wage which is really difficult in the food system and you know a lot of like groups like ourselves you know we rely on kind of volunteer work we rely on free work which Mm. like our system can't keep going like that um so yeah i suppose it's like a triple bottom line
4: that Mm. we're trying
6: to develop and one of the things or kind of the main thing for us is being embedded in like soil health so everything starts from the ground Mm. and up so everything that we do is about looking at how do we make our soil the best soil that we can possibly make it and then from that we'll be able to make great plants Mm. so it's what we have is a system that focuses on the plants so you want to grow x so you will put in chemical y z and q to get that plant to grow really well okay Whereas what we're trying to do is like actually, if we just have really, really good soil, which in turn will help with kind of carbon sequestration. It's a really hard words. Oh, <laughs> carbon sequestration. So, yeah. yeah. What is that? <laughs> yeah. um, but looking at you know how do this is a living thing. It's a li- yeah. living, right. organism. yeah, yeah. And it's the skin of the planet.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh my oh, God. It really is,
6: and oh. so stunning. I'm quite passionate about how soil. How do we like to protect that? <laughs> and how do we look after soil when like globally there is so much soil degradation Mm. and kind of understanding what that is actually doing on like a global scale and the different types of issues that's creating so that's like where it all starts from us and from there we kind of build you explained to me about
1: how lots of people plough up all the soil and rip it all up and move it all around and what you're doing is leaving it Mm.
6: yeah yeah so um the system we're trying to use is like nature mimicry so Mm. If you go to a forest every year what will happen is like the trees will grow the leaves will fall to the ground and then you go back a few months later and then all of those leaves are gone Like, mm, right, yeah. and that seems to happen by magic so, so why do we then go to a field and completely turn it all over and then put loads of seeds in take um, them out and then do the same again yeah. when actually it's like
0: nature can do it on its own yeah yeah, yeah we always think and, we can
6: do it better yeah <laughs> exactly and and that's the system that we've got we've got a system that like does a lo- whole load of ploughing, which then has huge issues for like erosion, kind of letting carbon out into the atmosphere, oh, right. um, and yeah. So I suppose we're trying to create like a no dig approach, which is basically we will not put a spade wow. into that soil.
4: Anyway. Wow. wow! Audacious Veg is such a good name. I know. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I wanted to say the whole <laughs> no, time. I was like, this this is the best name ever. <laughs> yeah, so does is. that mean that you don't you only farm seasonal uh, seasonal vegetables?
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. so, so what kind of vegetables do you grow? Is it just potatoes?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's all we're going to grow here. Yeah, no, but what else we I know. Maybe I'm wrong. All
1: those flowers you ate, ate for amount. brunch or <laughs> from. Awesome. Oh. Yeah. So i main we actually from you. Yeah, you to oh. them in a handbag.
6: Grown in Hainaut East London. So the tube there is awesome. Yeah. Just Local, yeah. And then suddenly you You're like, wow, we're
0: in a forest. Yeah. 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 yeah,
6: basically, it's basically like the forest. Um, right. But yeah, so we, we, The type of stuff that we try to grow is like we try and play on the word audacious Mm. and we're trying to get people to think differently about food. So all around us we have you know classic veg like carrots, potatoes, broccoli, lettuce, but vegetable as a word means all edible plant matter. So there are so many different parts of a plant that like we just completely ignore Mm. because Tesco's and Sainsbury's have told Mm. us. Don't, don't eat, eat. it. Well, yeah. That's not what you eat. Ignore them. So that's why we focus a lot on flowers. So like at this time of the year it gets really hot and what happens to a lot of plants is they bolt, which basically means they like you have a piece of broccoli and then it will send out a load of shoots
0: and yeah, like it'll
6: flower and then go to seed. Right. Because it's trying to like reproduce. And but we you can eat broccoli flowers flowers and so that's where we focus on a lot of the flowers so things like rocket flowers, kale flowers, turnip oh, wow. flowers.
0: Is that actually for I
5: plant? Mean, no, they but had flowers because I've never seen it before.
0: But obviously they must do because then that's how they're plants, and <laughs> then like they literally—they
4: just like dropped off a tree it's or something. Oh my god! Broccoli is <laughs> dropping up yeah, <after> yeah.
0: trees. <laughs> <laughs> like,
5: I don't think I've ever even considered how broccoli would grow. Like, yeah. When I saw sprouts for the first time, I thought it was like you know jingle bells. I was like, what the fuck is that? And how they grow, you yeah. don't see any of it because you're not
2: taught that, yeah. about any of this stuff at all. Yeah. Yeah. So what does a broccoli flower look like? So, so broccoli is actually a flower. Ooh, but it's, so what I
6: So, you know, the like little teeny tiny green things. Yeah. Like florets. You ate yeah, the florets. You ate yeah.
4: florets. Oh and they open.
6: They open up oh, oh, flowers. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> They're little the flowers. Buds. Buds. They're They're yeah. So yeah.
5: A
1: floret of buds.
5: Yeah. yeah. We are so disconnected from nature, it's so upsetting, mm. isn't how, it?
4: How yeah. do you know this? Yeah, <laughs> when did you we're find not. this out?
6: Last year it got really hot and all of my plants bolted. And in your garden. Because yeah, we had uh, that yeah. heat wave in early May. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was basically just like a heat wave and we lost loads of plants and like, it was my first year growing, it was my first year, like, kind of running this organization. And, like, people just said to us, I'll just write it off, get them out, and start again. Yeah. Whereas this year, when it happened, it's like, no, I spent ages, like, looking after those plants. Like, yeah. You're yeah. going to eat those plants.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. They are growing into my <laughs> I mean, it's going to yeah. like, I'm, I I'm love that you can eat them. the flowers, yeah. though. Yeah, Give me too. And Why myself. would we not? Yeah. Like, like, I mean, stupid. just eat all parts. Can you eat all yeah. flowers? Not can we eat, eat these flowers? Um, flowers no. would
6: kill you <laughs> right now? <laughs> so you can eat these, ones. Right. These are stocks. <laughs> but but okay. you can only eat them if they're grown organically. So everything right. that we do is like okay. completely chemical-free. So don't go and eat... Right, like, don't go like, eating
0: wild flowers. <laughs> last and summer...
4: How, sorry. sorry, last summer I went strawberry picking for the mm. first time ever and I didn't realise that that was what strawberries actually tasted like. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? Like I f- yeah, like I feel like because I'm so used to like getting stuff from Tesco's or Sainsbury's, like I don't have any understanding of what things actually are. Yeah, when they're and, like, home, how yeah. Do, like? Sometimes I buy fruit and I'm like, is this even actually real fruit? fruit. Like yes. when you buy like a seedless gone past the point of
5: being or, what it is. Yeah, like yeah. it
4: feels weird. I don't know. Yeah. I saw like
5: that in Greece. Like, I lived in Greece on a boat and we used to get food from like local people who were in tavernas and they used to grow like all their courgettes and just like huge, huge stalks, <laughs> stop
3: is in the <a> word, <laughs> yeah.
5: huge, huge pl- like, flowers and whatever. But they used to give us all the produce there's like the tomatoes, and that everything I tasted just tasted like a different world. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, so
0: and so it so all much. looks incredible. As mm. as well. Yeah,
4: yeah, we yeah. so sort of different, like,
2: right? Yeah, with the other week that was the same thing because the oranges there are like so different. Oh, yeah, they're like <laughs> different. an
4: actual orange. Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's
2: like, it, and it's actually like when you eat an orange, it's like drinking a juice yeah, oh, yeah. and you so, don't get that here no. so
0: how come the ones that were eating in tesco just don't because they're grown well, with chemicals like
6: so generally um food is grown for yield not for flavor right so right. food is grown to, and weight. quantity. So, yeah it's to, quantity, quantity over quality is, uh, oh, so there's um there's this podcast i listened to once which was um and there was an agronomist so there are people that basically tell farmers like what to do in terms yeah. of like their soil, their like fertilization plans, and this person was in, an, an agronomist and a plant breeder. And he said that in in his thirty years of working in that industry, not once did anyone ask him to breed for flavor. Oh. Like yield was always at the top. Wow. Like, people just want, want to make the most money as much it's as
1: possible. So nice.
6: But what you end up doing by like focusing on yield, you sacrifice flavors. So oh. there's like is that also affect
1: the n- nutrients of it?
6: Yeah, so that's that's something that people are looking into like more recently that like a lot of our food is now starting to become like quite nutritionally devoid. Mm. Yeah. Because basically what we're doing the soil is completely the soils the dead. Yeah. The soils aren't thriving. So mm. plants are growing and they're just taking essentially like the fertilizers that are being like put on them. Mm. But they're not really taking up like micronutrients and it's a lot of those mm. micronutrients that you find in soil right. that are like contribute flavour to food. So mm. The more, like, that system continues to grow, like, the more our food will just... Quicker. It's like I'm if sure a like human, human was health. just,
3: like, eating crap food and taking, like, a few supplements yeah, that are, like, the nice. basics of oh. what you need. Like, I'm taking iron, I'm taking a whatever, multivitamin, and, just and then just eating junk food. food. Yeah. That's basically what the soil's like compared yeah. to, like, if you're eating, like, a really diverse, rich, oh, nutritious
2: okay. diet. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I guess also uh-huh. the yield um, versus flavour thing is down to cost because right. if you were... Yeah. growing for flavour yeah. and then you've got less product that product is then going to be more a more, more expensive, expensive mm. version of yeah. like the yield and the demand is so high
5: yeah
2: so, yeah. so i suppose it's is that where like, we get Sainsbury's finest <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, what's the difference what's like what? that what's taste the difference i think no. it's packaging Easy. It yeah. I think apparently so it's with packaging the meat yeah. it's um exactly isn't it? no everything's a jupe yeah. basics and taste the difference oh. like your steak I know, this is Vegetarian Week, so we should be talking
6: about
3: (laughs) (laughs) it. That's
1: That's right, just say broccoli (laughs) (laughs) instead. The broccoli.
6: Same comparison. Exactly.
2: Same so weird. Wow. man I'm just like a marketing person mm. sweat wet
1: and
6: apparently <laughs> no
2: whack an expensive price on it yeah. Yeah. apparently but, with
1: eggs they literally have a Pantone colour chart of what colour you want your yolk to be and i will just feed the chicken whatever it needs Oh yeah. not, that makes me feel a bit sick it's <gasps> not like oh so orange up. yolks
6: yay You're really good for you it's like yeah. we just so often people think that like really or margles, orange yolks marigolds or or red peppers and that like it means the chicken's better no it's actually it's just they fed them more things. Wow. And in turn, they just
4: said them hot cheetos. Orange, yes. so. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> oh they cheetos, just oh cheos, cheos. This is the This is terrible. <laughs> I, yeah. I heard that there's like a a limit of time now on how long we have to undo the yeah, damage. Yeah, twelve for years. For the, is so for the, years. Is it for the soil? Is it for the, soil? 12, it yeah. a, it's just like the whole
0: world? The whole world. The okay, no pressure.
4: <laughs> okay yeah it's yes, a so lot.
6: Up, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like farming's incredibly like destruct like destructive um mm. it contributes a hell of a lot in terms of like land degradation co2 emissions and i guess that's where we're trying to think like how do we farm differently mm. uh, yeah also packaging yeah.
5: yeah packaging also conservation i think we often get lost on on sustainability we all focus on one thing and conservation is such a huge part of saving the world like planting trees and the CO2 that they took out the atmosphere is such a huge thing deforestation has been massive and yeah. then therefore we can't recycle our air quality in any way but I think it's so much easier for me to go I'm going to get unpackaged goods which is great than it is for me to go I'm going to go plant 50 trees yeah. do you know what I mean like the, it's still convenience in terms of what I will pick out to be sustainable which I yeah. recognise in myself is not
2: necessarily a good thing yeah. it's quite yeah. crazy when you think of progress as actually damaging because, yes because it's all this progress and making things quicker and easier for ourselves that has damaged the planet and now we need to just reverse this yeah. progress, progress. Yeah. Can we need to go, go back There's
5: an amazing progress. documentary called Surviving Progress and it is literally that concept and it's all from the like, climate scientists and psychologists and it's all about how, um, you know I should put this in the podcast, podcast but it's all about, it's all about how uh, when we were growing and evolving when we were sort of Homo erectus or like Homo sapiens we used to do this thing where we used to find meat so we used to eat woolly mammoths in certain parts of the country and we used to family mars, and then we'd kill one and we'd eat for like weeks yeah, in yeah, a yeah. group. But then we realized if we if we if we cornered a group of woolly mice and, and drove them off a cliff, yeah. then they would die and there'd be six of them and then we could eat forever. But then we couldn't get through the meat. And then they, uh, they think of eventually what happened is in one part of the country, we did this tactic where we kept pushing them off the side, and then we ran out of woolly mammoths in that area and yeah. then we couldn't eat and they died off. And we still have the same brain patterning where we will mm. push and push and push, but we can't see the long game. Yeah, yeah. we're still doing that because we are. Uh, the world is progressing much faster than our brains have evolved. Yeah. So we're still doing the same habits, yeah. just in a different way, which is
2: terrifying. And that's the end of our story. It's the Woolly Mammoth story is almost like the first um, level of consumerism. Yes, yeah.
3: yes, it is. Mm. Capitalism, so. And it has a real change. Beyond our needs, especially, like, yeah, that's, exactly.
1: the, that's the scary Yeah, thing. we do
0: have them beyond our needs. Mm. Yeah, like...
1: I'd hate it how, well, now I've changed my shop so I can just buy one thing of each thing. But we well, just need one red onion, but you can only buy a sack of six, yeah. or it's cheaper oh. to buy six than it is to buy two singly. Mm. Yeah, it's
0: so bizarre. I don't. So it makes it's you. It's money, isn't it. it? It's mm-hmm. making you buy more. But, yeah. and that, so but then there's so much waste. So much food like
3: as I was just saying that's by definition in packaging as well. So it's yeah. like that actual waste as well. Because like wasting you know, a couple of onions is not the end of the world compared to the pa- plastic that it comes in. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: Um, Although food. Com- doesn't food composting like would you r- release loads of nitrogen so that's why so when your food rots when we put it in the bin it rots it releases loads of nitrogen as well mm. so i tried to stop wasting food i really struggled Then me and Julie got a compost we got a worm farm mm. so you put the food in they eat the food and then they make worm tea it's actually called worm tea Worm you feed tea? plants and it makes your plants go mental it's like a fertilizer okay and even that i was like well, it's not plastic that's been that's degrading so that's better it's food but then I found out about the gas in food and it's like it's a I or like if you've got extra it. onions you can plant them
6: yes we should do that more I should do that more mm. just plant in them, like, them, them in the wild, wild.
1: <laughs> that's just have, like, for like window boxes, boxes to like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so worm farm
5: um, it's like <laughs> a so tell me more about this worm farm <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I've seen have the, <laughs> <laughs> seen <laughs> them in all my like eco catalogue books they're fucking gross but they're really cool but you can have them anyway if I'm in like a yard after I'm have uh, garden but they're basically just like three you get three buckets or three containers and you have to layer them so we have like three different sizes so that they get smaller one two three worms in the top with newspaper um and that's where you put your scraps You can't use some things like garlic or onion and stuff because i think that freaks them out so you've still got a window box full of aliens. yeah exactly garlic <laughs> like error. um and then middle you do like a um insulation and then at the bottom the tea goes in there what so that they extract and then you, you rotate it but it basically stops everything um molding.
0: And then you just like throw the tea in the um tap attached the bottom, yeah. Oh my, my god, pop it put plants. it in the plants, yeah. just put it back into the, the plants family. still die, so
5: that's cool. <laughs> 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 Whatever.
4: But so they die a good death.
0: Exactly. <laughs> they 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 try I think that's so cool what you do. I
5: think
0: it's amazing. It's really, really cool. How did you get
6: involved with it? Sorry, if you don't want to see. Um, so I used to volunteer at the organization, oh, um, oh, cool. and it was, it was going to shut down in like 2017. So I decided to quit all my jobs and see if I could have a go at, <gasps> yeah. that yeah. is yeah. just such
4: just an inspiring story.
6: Not? Not? I just got goosebumps. and also yeah. you should guys you should go. I've I'm, yeah, I'm,
3: I'm, 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 I'm already so been begging
1: yeah. for a tour it
4: like working where you volunteered like the best feeling in the world yeah. It's like you were doing it for free and now you get paid to do it That's oh. Oh. so yeah.
0: nice so well, so Don't get paid just one day So can it's you so buy so Can anyone buy your veg boxes then? Or what's um, the kind of So at the moment we only do them to like restaurants
6: and chefs Okay, and I found that's... you on a food chain didn't I? Yeah via a food chain And that's literally just because of like the scale that we're on and the kind of like capacity that we have but but our future plans are to move to another site which then we'll be able to kind of do some more like kind of public selling stuff so mm-hmm. we'll try and do like
0: markets and things
6: along that line okay. we'll
0: support you thanks yeah, it's great we support you um so obviously another problem with the planet is fast fashion mm. and sustainability so i want to talk about that um because you tara used to so run I'm literally just sending a recommendation to my chef friend
3: <laughs> um, ah, <laughs> well, <I> remember. <laughs>
0: um, you used to run tara starlet yeah. and obviously and i still work there with you but yes. um mm-hmm. but one of the main things that we would do is use like end of rolls of fabric so you could reduce your carbon footprint um and also support a female business um but yeah i kind of wanted to talk about just fast fashion and how it is really damaging and how people just a shopping all the time. Mm. Um,
4: Can you define fast fashion?
0: So, I would class it as high street, mm-hmm. like throw away. disposable. Yeah, like disposable. High turnover. High turnover. Mass, high yeah. turnover. I mean, yeah. 14 lines a year. <laughs> <Shot five. laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. How many, it's cheaper to fast, buy five T-shirts. Fast defined
3: by like how many uh, new lines or new um, collections are coming out okay, a year, which oh. back in the day it used to be like two, yeah. or for like, some of the big... Um, fashion houses are still like two, yeah. but um for lots of the high street shops, it's like, I mean, it's like 52, it seems like a yeah.
2: new news, um, collection every week. Yeah. almost. Yeah. And it's almost like how invested you are when you buy something because people now like, I think younger generation, maybe not so much younger generations, actually, because there's been a flip. But, but I think we have brought, brought up on it. You're right. Yeah. I like mean. you. So you buy something. I'll just wear that once. Yeah. Yeah. For a night night. out. I think it's
4: been
3: completely put on steroids with the whole like social media thing because like there's a legit. Yeah, well, and people are like, oh, I can't wear this because it's already been on my Instagram. So back in the day, even even if you sort of had that feeling like that you didn't want to wear an outfit twice you would be like, Oh, but no one saw me because the people at this party yeah. were already are not going to be at the next party. Yes. But yeah. when you're putting everything on social media, it's like everyone's seen it already. So if you already have that kind of outlook, then then you're going to really feel like you can only wear things twice. And it's funny because I'm obsessed with Depop, which is yeah um, se- a secondhand yeah. Um, clothing uh, marketplace online. And it's One of the things that attracted me to it is because I was like, I love buying secondhand clothes because it's keeping it out of landfill and you know, keeping it alive. One man's treasure is another man's treasure. Um, But it is, I'm noticing that like, um, especially like fashion bloggers and things like that are are buying stuff or being gifted stuff, wearing it for their like outfit posts and then putting it on Depop. And it's actually almost like perpetuating this thing where people are like, oh, I can buy it and wear it once because I can always sell it on Depop." Yeah, yeah, that's true.
2: <coughs> but is that not so bad, though? Because yeah. then it's still Arguably, it's not home, so bad. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, I even thought when I put this dress on today, oh, I was, I was wearing this dress in my last Instagram picture. Yeah. So when yeah. I do a picture from today, it's going to be like, double it, but
5: actually mm-hmm. I don't fucking care. Yeah, yeah, you've got and to think I mean, This is really <coughs> important, like, exactly, yeah. I'm re-wearing for this
3: reason. Yeah, this I do same swag Sundays. You'd be proud of it. Yeah. This t-shirt yeah. I've been wearing for 10 years. I do proudly. I do same think- swag Sundays. Same like, swag like, Sundays, I love I wear that. that. Yeah, same
4: swag Saturday, same swag Sunday. Well, I can't even say I'm it. I'm going to do that today. Same swag Sundays. Cause often I just wear a white t-shirt and like some trousers, right? Or, like, yeah, shorts or whatever. Some
0: trousers. Some. Well,
4: some trousers. like some, some trousers. kind of trouser, <laughs> usually. Um, <laughs> usually. More often I got than got suns not. all over. <laughs> but, but I'll just wear because I I wear what I feel comfortable in. Like I'm not like a fashionista at all. Yeah. So like I just wear the same outfit over and over again. Like I'd wear the same thing for a week if I could. Yeah. If, if your it brand. Was hygienic.
0: I wear, <laughs> I wear, I, wear, no. you know, I wear the same thing when I'm like working from home, or like it's like a uniform. Yeah. But not when I'm going out. But I but just buy vintage. No, I just buy secondhand.
4: So is the issue with this that people are then throwing the clothes away? Clothes, yeah,
0: no
3: one fixes it. it's also the, the manufacturing of them. So okay. it, everything down to you know synthetic fabrics, which are you know made from plastic-based materials right, and right. made using chemicals with chemical output to even natural fibres like cotton which are like huge uh, everything that we're talking about with the food industry like huge amount of water waste huge amount of um uh chemical fertilizers and everything like that to the point where it's like really uh socially unethical as well because the people who are farming it are like at risk with with these like really terrible um chemicals that are you know, causing all kinds of problems. Mm. And they
5: dispose them into waterways. So there's villages where their water system is now
0: it's full of chemicals. production
5: yeah. Because yeah. H&M's factory is in, I don't know, Nepal or something. And yeah. they're just, their water system is completely ruined. Oh. It's terrible.
0: And they're also they're just pumping it out like different things it's just ridiculous like all the time consistently. it's just consistently new so stuff that some girls so don't. that miss
5: guided can do an ad on instagram which is like the one night only dress where you wear this dress for one night and then you throw it away and that's literally why people are dying yeah like, and ridiculous. then we've got the problem of the waste so then the microplastics
3: <sighs> from even oh, man, when your, your stuff's in the washing machine um these like microplastics that are coming off the synthetic fa- fabrics the going wash. into the water system They've, I can't remember the facts off the top of my head. I wish I I should have revised before I came here. But um, (laughs) like something like 90% of the world's water population. Yeah. Is contaminated with microplastics, even up here in the mountains. Yeah. Everywhere, it's in the fish we eat. It's everywhere. Because, it's and one plastic. of the one of the biggest contributors is um, fa- uh, synthetic fabrics in in fashion. Because they
5: break down afterwards, but they also go in the when you wash, don't they? I think it was like eighty billion. I think it's and, eighty and it's billion. And they like they break down. Is that like
3: they get the, the they get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller pieces
5: of plastic, but we it doesn't go anywhere. Can't yeah. Catch it. Like yeah. it's just there. You it's actually edit. worse when it's smaller. Yeah, because yeah, you can clean it up and recycle, but if you can't catch it, that's like the microbeads and all the microplastics. Mm, yeah. like, in and the sea, band, they? they have they're trying to create systems where you can filter the water and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: And
1: catch all these pieces, but they're just too tiny. Yeah, you can't she, get it back. You'll be
4: catching that like, salt and stuff at the
1: yeah. same yeah. time. Yeah, planet yeah. Planet. people more, used to, you know, see one piece of clothing that they loved and save up for it, and you
0: know, really cherish it
1: and
4: yeah you know. and the my girlfriend thing was like, saying that, like the cuts on old clothes are better they're because they're, they're made them. for yeah. quality yeah, yeah. but so the thing
0: are. is is what i find um with fashion is i just lost my train of thought um, right i'll
3: take over i,
4: <laughs> I got, this, don't worry.
0: I got
3: um, married recently and it's made me think about um the just the, as one example of like the one night only dress mm. obviously it's the like ultimate. the wedding dress the ultimate one night only dress and back in the day like even you know not not less than 100 years ago you know, you would just wear your favourite dress to get married. Mm, it wasn't, yeah. you didn't have to, like, buy spend a fortune on this dress that is absolutely inappropriate for every other event. <laughs> my, grandma, my, grandma, my grandma wore a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she wore a skirt yeah. suit. And it was powder blue. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. I feel like an OG. Yeah, yeah and then you'd wear yeah. that again. You'd so, wear it again.
5: So the yeah, issue gosh. is,
3: I bought a wedding dress that I would like to wear again.
5: Mm.
3: However, what what other occasion, you know, yeah. Someone else's wedding. I was like, I was like, oh. <laughs> so this was <laughs> my scared. issue. This was my issue. It also <laughs> is not white. So I was like, yeah, I can wear that again. But the only other occasion where I'm like getting dressed up is other people's weddings. And I was like, even though this dress is an appropriate wedding guest dress. Yes. There's no way in hell that you can turn up to so, someone else's wedding in, in your wedding, wedding
0: dress. dress. You can or turn you up to my that bed. It's it's like,
5: that
3: a deal? Yeah. Yes, I am.
0: Yeah.
5: There's a great thing called the new wardrobe where like you put... People, like, because I found this recently with my job changing so much is that I'm invited to a lot of events now, and some of them are quite... Fancy things that I don't know why I'm there, and um, a lot <laughs> so of them uh, I like go, Why am I here? Should be here. Uh, and you go, and like, I'm like, Oh, you need to find an outfit for that. It's like, I'm not gonna buy an outfit every time like, Oh, they, they you loan you one, you yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you give your outfits that you've worn or that you don't think you wear again to this wardrobe, but they get shared by multiple people, they get borrowed. So, someone will borrow it and give it back, and Love someone it. else will take it, give it back. Yeah. It's like, such a good yeah. idea, For sharing a wardrobe. Tribute. That's really good, good idea, it's just just clothes so, swaps and stuff. Like, everyone.
0: yeah, I was at a charity
4: shop the other day and I saw wedding dresses for the first time ever, I think. Just saw like a bunch what, of just ever
0: in your life?
4: No, but when, when you're just in a charity shop and I thought, that's a really good idea, right?
1: Yeah. 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 Well, you know, was, you and I met at SmartWorks where they help people dress for interviews that need help. It's that's charity. Really cool. yeah. And also give oh, them yeah. supportive advice and support to go through the interview process, but they oh, to get, get clothes the from people too. Um, but
2: it's also really um, like retraining our own brains about our wardrobes. Because yeah. what's lovely yeah. and what I love is, as a mum is looking at things that I've had for five, six, seven years mm. since my little boy was born. And then I look at the dress and I remember the time. Yeah. yeah. So it's like when you attach memories to pieces of clothing, oh, yeah. that's... Yeah, we're, we're not it.
0: sentimental not about our clothing anymore. anymore. Yeah, I'm really sentimental about that. I've got but, I mean, a load weird, of clothes like, a, that i wear yeah. the, the royal way. Yeah. way.
3: It's, um, a, it's a problem because yeah. when you are sentimental, you're happy to wear things again because and they six. bring fond memories. And, yeah. and you're also, I think, more... Um, Discerning when you're choosing things, yeah, definitely. because you're not
5: so like, and ah, that will do, and uh, whatever. You're you're more considered. My mum used to give me such amazing shit from when she was a kid. I'd be really sad if mm. my kid. They're like, Mum, can I? Have you got any clothes passed down? I'm like, Yeah, here's this like nylon flowery top from Primark. It's <laughs> got a hole in it. Oh, there's not gonna be yeah. any like. Beautiful pieces that will last forever that have those memories attached to them, which is really sad. Like you say, I would hate
2: that. There will so be. So there are. I think we just have to change w- our We have our to mindset, choose
3: to yeah. buy them yeah. to make sure value them.
2: There's um oh there's a really great girl in Brighton called This Is Radish. Okay.
6: And yeah. um and it's She just, does it's all not, those lovely things. Yeah, candies. it's
2: not radish as in like the vegetable. It's this is <laughs> rad-ish. radish. Oh great. Oh. <laughs> so That's
6: cool. like really I like imagine
2: her as like a little red radish, like dancing around. It's more like LA vibes. So okay. her is red. Are, They're not cheap but they're beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So now I've been trying to like buy her stuff that she's my new favorite person. Yeah. And then you just wear it lots and I, you change mm. the outfit with trainers and heels and jackets.
0: Well yeah. the, the thing is is what so what I think is a lot of people have lost style. Mm. They have lost yeah. all sense of style and they will just dress however someone else tells them to dress. Trendled. Yeah. Uh, everything's trend led yeah. and yeah. it's not like you can wear a dress ten different ways. So you yeah. just have to style it differently. Yeah. But and some people aren't comfortable or are, are confident enough to do that. But I think that's what we need to get back to: is um, creating more style and just wear, and like think, not being scared of wearing something. Yeah. Well, do you think and there was those ever those... a
4: time when everybody had access to that. Do you think there was a time? Do you think like we're in a in an era of people being not stylish, and we were in a time when people were stylish? Or do you There's think it's just, just like? Well, no, or, I don't no, know. I think yeah.
0: back, everyone seemed to be so. Um, back yes. in the day, I think everyone probably did dress the same, but there was less clothes. Yeah, it's like so, fine. so yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, you yeah. just yeah. well, and people were
3: not that long ago. You know, you couldn't even buy clothes off the peg. You know, yeah, you people to were like tailor-made. their mom was making it for them, their nan was making it for them, they were making it themselves. Yeah. Like I'm talking like seventy 70s. years ago, yeah. not even that long ago. Yeah, and and then you know, it wasn't until like the late fifties that that you started being able to buy clothes off the peg in a size.
5: Mm. No wonder all sizings are also messed up and crazy <laughs> as well. It's like of course Bought, like four different sizes donated to everyone yeah they made it. Mad. The yeah
2: because when you look at those old 70s patterns for outfits they're so fucking cool yeah aren't they?
5: the shape oh, is yeah. good they, and that's probably why they're fluttering mm-hmm. they're wearing shit that was made for their bodies <laughs> yeah yeah literally to the millimetre <laughs> yeah. so
0: um one thing that I love that you put on your stories Gina was um when that brand wanted to send you a t-shirt and you were like oh, oh so they weren't they weren't um ethically made yeah they were angry at not and that. yeah but it happened to me recently a brand contacted me and i got back to her and said oh your so t-shirt so. i was like your t-shirt <laughs> I know. I was like, your t-shirt's ethically <laughs> made and actually she was like i don't know when did research found that they were and she's like i actually never thought about it so thanks for like bringing oh, that right. up but i think that's oh, also the power a of conversation yes well yeah but i hadn't thought about it until you'd no i don't um, think i had either put it up what happened? I, went, wait, I it, was <laughs> it. it was international.
5: That's it. It's International Women's Day, and I, I was just getting to the. My following was going quite rapidly, and I was just getting to the point where people were starting to offer me things to wear, or like, I don't know, brands I want to collaborate. And um, someone got in touch with me, and I won't name any names, obviously, but like the day before International Women's Day, but it was like four o'clock, and they were like, "Hey, we really wanted to wear the shirt we wear it if we get carried to you to, to tomorrow," and they offered me a eye-watering amount of money to do it, and I was like. It was a feminist T-shirt with a feminist slogan on it, and I was like, um, "Is it like made ethically made?" I'm like, "I'm mm, not going to wear it. It's like women in sweatshops getting paid no money to mm-hmm. share that money. Then, as white women get like get paid loads of money for it." <laughs> um, and <which> I would <laughs> not Yeah. You, no one could see <laughs> what I do. It was not a huge <laughs> thing. <Yeah. laughs> um, and then I messaged back and she said, um, "I can look into this fee, but would this be a deal breaker for you?" And I said, "Well, yeah. Sorry, I just don't think it's you know good to wear that stuff if it's not." And then she got back and she was like, "No, it's not." And then they doubled the price. And to just try to get me to buy, just buy me into it, and I was like, no, thank you. But it, I was, it was my first experience. They doubled doing, your fee. Like, so yeah. yes, the no, I was going to pay them for it. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, no,
5: they double my fee, but to a stupid amount of money, and I was just like, I can see, I can so see how we've got here because we're just enabling people by buying them out, mm. and it's that's terrifying that you would pay me that much money to wear a T-shirt for one day. If I didn't, li- even if I didn't like the t-shirt, if I was a different person, I probably would, I needed the money. I'd probably take the money, even though I don't really want to wear the shirt, and just do the one post for that much money. Yeah. Meanwhile, you- it's literally modern slavery is making the shirt. Like, it's yeah. really, the-, the dichotomy is really ups- upsetting and really yeah. odd. And it's
3: becoming made really apparent by this exact example that you give, because, you know, it's a wonderful thing, but like all the kind of like feminist slogans and everything and it's uh, it's becoming very mainstream and they you know they are getting printed on t-shirts that are being made by women in really you know difficult Hmm. situations by by, by exploitation of women and it's and it's it's sad because the irony is like quite painful you just i
5: just don't think you can if you honestly care about that ideology and that idea and that about equality i just don't think you can you can do one or the other Mm.
2: but in in addition to that in addition to the you know the questionable sort of um making of the garments it's also like i have a real bugbear with um people designing and selling feminist t-shirts that are a just for personal gain. Yeah, and and nothing profits. else on the back of it. Yeah. So just, should, as just well. like there should be a, a yes. proportion of the profits that goes to a charity. Yeah, so You're helps. trading off a slogan. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Totally agree. Yeah, totally, which is yeah. a
3: social movement. Yeah.
2: So yeah, it's, and it's something because we are going to do girlfriend mm, T-shirts, and that's one of
0: the things that we really, really want to do. Things, yeah, and yeah. that
2: we talk about this thing called the currency of kindness, mm. which I feel like if every single business in the whole world. Had a charitable side to it, even yeah. if it was only one percent of your profits going back into the sector oh, that you chart- work
3: in, mm.
0: yeah, or well, like, something that's imagine? important to Amazing. your
2: um, customers,
3: yeah.
0: But that's well, that goes with the motto that you have: girls helping girls. It's all about just helping and giving back. Yeah, totally. yeah. yeah. I don't think we're on a stage now where you can do that and not. Like I don't understand. No, it well, it's, it's how I love tonight. how like the um, the Girl Power Gang panels like are they don't cost a ticket it's just all about giving back you know giving back to the community Mm. Um, i guess that's
4: really important right like i i often question i don't know the answer to this but like how compatible capitalism is as a system with feminism i don't know if those two things can even like they 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 have to right by force because we live in a capitalist society Mm. but like are they
5: at odds or not? yeah like
4: does it actually work
5: I think in the current form they are. Yeah. I think there has to be a shift. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
5: Because there's so much more explo- exploitation, capitalism, of women and marginal genders than there right. is opportunity. There was, yeah. Um,
2: you know, I mean, when we launched Girl Power Gang, which was only three years ago, that that's so crazy. Yeah, that felt like a cause the slogan for Girl Power Gang is "Girls Helping Girls," and that's like the mission statement. So everything that we take on and work on has to have that at, at the heart of it. Right. And when we had that, like, when we created that slogan three years ago, that felt like back then it was still quite a revolutionary thing to say. Things Mm. have changed so much. Three years ago, girls weren't really collaborating Mm. and helping each other. That was why we launched The Collective, because the whole concept is that the more we help each other and big each other up, the more successful we will all be quicker. Um, And I remember that there was, like, a real backlash when we launched and there were two particular um, female-led businesses that were so suspicious of how why are you launching this business that's based around girls helping girls and they actually started emailing people and saying that we were shady (laughs) 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 and so it's changed loads in the last three years That's which is really brilliant just, no one's to see. seen
5: women as a market no one's seen women as an opportunity i think they're like the most unserved to market often and they have been until the last five years so it's mm. like Stylist yeah, yeah, yeah. was owned by shortlist because they were like only men only magazines will be bought by men and then shortlist closed down because Stylus was selling more and now it's stylists but like every venture because it's owned by and run by male power often starts off as well no one's going to buy it and women aren't going to buy. And it's like um,
4: with Fenty I really remember this specifically because there was like this period of time where there were loads of like women of colour that I knew who were like finally like we have stuff for us Mm, um, and and I think there was like this idea that it just wouldn't sell because yeah, there's no it's market. It's so hilarious. But then once the once like they saw the demand for the products, then everybody else mm. started like really pushing their lines for women of color, which yeah. is really but interesting. it's crazy
5: because it's like the the, the pe- people are there; they exist. They want the product. Yeah, like yeah. obviously no, they want. Why is the demand? But you not can't surprised. understand it because it's not your experience. Because yeah. all these industries are owned by white people and mostly white men, so they don't understand the need. Right. Mm. It's so bad. interesting though. You, but when, how can you not see I know. that? Like someone
3: with one skin color that puts a product over their entire face that is the color of their skin. It's going to need that. Why do they think that that person who is buying that product wouldn't want the same as anyone else? Why is it, yeah, why yeah. Do they, well, how can they not see that that would not apply to everybody with every different color skin? It's mad,
2: it's mad. So going back to that, you know, why the um the girl pack and talks are always free. That was essential for me because I come from a working class background. Yeah. Yeah. And you I grew go. up Lots yeah, I, this yeah. is a privilege, class privilege Totally. Well. Like, my child now will be raised probably thinking that he's a middle class kid. Yeah. He probably will be, but I <laughs> was not. Yeah. I grew up on a council estate, born to a teenage mum, and my dad was in prison. Yeah. So, like, my um, formative years were completely different to his. And my thing was always that... Um, I would have probably been more successful quicker had I had. Right. And right. And that whole thing with doing the free events at Shoreditch House to me is about making it exclusive, like it's in an exclusive location, but it's inclusive because yeah, anybody access. can come. Yeah. And I think that um, part of the issue where women can also, and just people in general can hold each other back, is rooted in classism yeah yeah and that goes both ways mm-hmm. like i grew up in a cancer state and i had loads of friends like me but i also had lots of privileged friends mm-hmm. and the fact that we all like helped each other and the mix of those two is what like how why would you rule out one section of society just because they have had a different upbringing or have mm-hmm. a different amount yeah. of money to you
4: i i think it's also really in lack like, of not interesting, interesting is the wrong word, but you were talking about the Girl Power Gang events being in like exclusive locations, but being free or Mm, accessible accessible, to everyone. And I think that's so important. And there's also another piece around what it means to make those Events actually inclusive and not just accessible because yeah. I, I think there are still like growing up working class right like it still feels uncomfortable even knowing that you can go yeah. to yeah. go Good into to those me. spaces yeah. like I have so had true. girls yeah. say to
2: me I feel and especially girls of color actually yeah. they come and they speak to me afterwards and they're like we 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 felt uncomfortable coming right, here right, and right. I'm like my mind is blown why would you feel like like, not. I understand why, yeah. but I'm saying to you, you why have as much right to be here. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. You like what's on wrong. On with the space Yeah, that's been made to feel. Why are you farther. feeling like that? Because you just must not. Yeah, yeah. you've got to get over we that. To We've all got to better. get over yeah. it. Yeah, mm. I
5: think we have to help. We have to create spaces where. We often put it on the person who feels uncomfortable to change that mm. and I think we, yeah, we have to create those spaces better and, and listen and work out why people feel like that and then try and change the environment. Right. Yeah, because, totally. so Because, like, we talk about intersections with the class and race and all these things, it's like, and experiences as well. Some people will be like, okay, I can push through that because I'll bring five other people and I'll feel like this way. And then other people will be like, I can never step fun there and I don't know why, but I just don't feel like I can. Yeah. And how do we make that more accessible and accessible? and less scary and more safe with the
2: panels i I try and bear that in mind actually so that you've got a real sort of broad section of like backgrounds Mm. so it's not because you also girls have also said that they couldn't relate to um women that start businesses and they will sit and share their stories that they don't pay themselves yet and they're like but how can i relate Mm. to that because how can i i can't not pay myself yeah Yeah. so but i think it's good to have somebody like that on the panel and then you have somebody else who's doing it completely differently that's working a second job and busting their balls yeah and like trying Mm. to get where they are it's like there's no one way to do business yeah totally Mm. right and also someone might be 10 steps ahead of you but another panelist might be just two steps ahead and that's easier to then grasp. navigate. Yeah, and it's also
4: the access that you get from being in those spaces because you're rubbing shoulders with people who can supply the needs. Oh, so, you're yeah, like rubbing shoulders with people who might be like, "Oh, do you know what? I've got an internship, or I've got a paid internship, or I've got whatever." Yeah, that means that. Or you I know can someone do. who. Yeah, could, yeah, I know someone who's mm. got like a pot of money or whatever, which yeah. is super important.
5: Making that. Accessible networking and yeah. also comfortable networking.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Comfortable, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And and Networking are. is like just what. What's that thing that I always say? Um, make friends, not contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. True. Don't go to somebody thinking that one's going to be a great contact. For That'll you're be like, really good, yeah. Whatever.
0: Do you no, want to no, know? It's like all about making
2: of, friends, not in common. What yeah. can you do for each other? As yeah. well as yes. the attitudes, not
6: yeah. what, what can I'm I get. Working, I, I think easy. that's a difficult thing. Like, of <laughs> what can we do for <laughs> each other? Whereas in the world that we generally live in, we're always told what can people give you. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. True. True. yeah. But Until yeah. that kind of changes, we always and we realise that, like, you know, it's in our interest to work together. It's in our interest. together for both of us when we do. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for listening to our second podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We think that everyone we had is just incredible.
0: Yeah, I learned so much from everyone. It really made me... I left like thinking about stuff and different ways that um, I can change my lifestyle to help the environment. Um, definitely, especially with fashion and the food that we're eating. Yeah, and like... So I feel really inspired. Really inspired. Like, I hope you do too.
1: Everything about Audacious veg as well, particularly and the soil and just... I mean, it's a bit... As you have said it's overwhelming the problem that we're facing with everything and I know it's like
0: yeah but um that's great so I hope you tune back in next week to listen to part two we're going to be talking more about activism um and different things that we can do to help the female economy um and just the world basically just change our lives
1: why not thanks for listening bye